Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And Salt's purpose really is, is to help more people enjoy the oceans, the rivers and, and waterways. We can simplify the funding process for buying a boat can be quite complex and daunting and a lot of things to think about. If schedules had aligned better, I might have spent a couple of weeks this last summer with guest number two of the show, Graham Whitley, sailing in Croatia. And maybe that would have turned me to the sport. Certainly, the pictures have me at least tempted, and I've somehow managed to get several sailors onto the show. That said, as little as I know about boating, I know it's not the cheapest of pastimes, though maybe not as expensive as I would have first thought. A little bit of browsing of boats for sale in my neighbourhood shows me that I could pick up a romantic little wooden sailing yacht for about £65,000, or the price of a luxury SUV. Now, I don't have a luxury SUV either, But if I was going to buy one of those, I would know how to go about financing it. I have no idea how to finance a boat. Welcome to How to Lend Money to Strangers with Brendan LaGrange. Joe Dalton, CEO and founder of Salt. Welcome to How to Lend Money to Strangers. Joe, I grew up in Cape Town, which is a coastal city with a whole history linked to the sea and to sailing. Then I moved to Copenhagen, which is yeah very similar on the sea, linked to the sea. Then Hong Kong, yeah, on the sea, linked to the sea, to Brighton, where we had a view of the sea. And yet, I myself have never been a boater. I think I've been on a sailboat once in my life, and other than ferries for commutes, very rarely on other occasions. So, it's not a subject I know a lot about, but I must say, preparing for this, I went onto some boat for sale pages and got myself quite interested in a, in a few boats I really shouldn't be looking at. Um, but really looking forward to to hearing more about what you're doing. Before we get into that, let's talk about your life pre-salt before this decision to go and start your own fintech. Yeah, certainly. I uh, started my finance career with NatWest when I was uh, 19 years old. I had gone to Manchester to university and uh, started uh, part-time really learning the ropes, filling the ATMs and counting cash and uh, checking checks, which I don't think we do anymore. It's amazing how much it's changed over the 15, 16 years or so that I did that. And had a very, very good career with NatWest. Went from strength to strength, really. A lot of that in leadership roles, um, running teams sort of on the front line. So sales, business development, customer service, etc. Starting out in the branches, as I say, And then I did some time in specialist financial advice, pensions, investments, moved into a short period in mortgages, and then came across into commercial banking in the asset finance space, funding everything from um, plant and machinery for sort of uh, uh, pasta making companies through to trucks, vans, uh, construction equipment, uh, you, you name it. It was very broad and interesting. And that was for Lombard NatWest's asset finance and then the opportunity came up to uh, to work in the leisure marine portfolio uh, for Lombard. So again, taking that asset finance experience and putting it to play in a more specialist area 
um, with the Leisure Marine and having enjoyed sailing over the years, it was an opportunity to combine or combine the experience that I'd gained over years and years in finance with something that I was passionate about, the the sailing and, and a nice marriage of the two things. You know, we're talking about something like boat finance or perhaps machine financing. Is that just auto financing with a different asset or is there a unique sort of set of challenges that comes along when you, you're doing these more exotic uh, assets? I mean, a lot of it's the same. From a credit perspective, you're very much looking at, you know, the borrower and their underlying financial situation. So, you know, if that's uh, as a lot of customers are in the in the boating space, directors of their own businesses, there's a lot of reviewing, you know, financial information, profit and loss accounts and balance sheets and the business's performance, looking at the management team as well and their experience and how the business has performed, just as you would do if you were lending on a, a truck or a piece of machinery. The difference then comes more around the use of the asset on obviously the asset itself, where lending to businesses um, for assets that are income generative or crucial to the operation of the business, a leisure yacht doesn't tend to tick that box. And so there's a there's a nuance in the in the way that the asset is used and the way it's going to benefit the business. And then also there's the asset itself. So understanding the inherent value of the asset, its depreciation, the impacts that that has as well. Obviously, as you said, you you had this background enjoying sailing, this working background now in lending for leisure marine craft. But what was that spark that made you decide I'm going to go out on my own and join these together in my own startup? Yeah, I think numerous different things. I, I've been following the innovations that we've seen in the fintech space over the past decade and, and beyond with uh, personal interest, attended many sort of fintech festivals. This was while I was still working with NatWest and just loved the transformation in the industry and the use of technology coming in to improve things for customers. The crunch point really was was taking a small sabbatical from NatWest and using the time to, to go on a bit of a sailing trip across the Atlantic with a couple of friends on a very small sailing boat. And it gave me a lot of time to uh, think about, you know, what I wanted to do with my life and having always had this passion to create something myself and build my own business sort of dawned on me that if I didn't get on with it, then time was going to run away from me and I'd be sat there a great gray haired old man doing the same job, which as you quite rightly pointed out, I loved, uh, you know, it was a great job with NatWest. NatWest is a great employer and I had lots of good experience with them. Wouldn't have stayed with them for so long if, if that hadn't been the case. But this uh, time floating across the Atlantic, considering things, uh, probably just gave me the kick up the kick up the bum, really, to you know to to go off and do this, and uh, the realization that I'm not getting any younger. You know, the time was right to take that leap of faith. Ultimately, let's uh, talk about that because I suppose in some way there's a similar reputation between buying a boat and going into entrepreneurship. That you know, there's the lovely dream, and then there's the the, the actual reality <laughs> of how hard reality. it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And obviously, that's hard enough to start any business. But in the lending world, there's a lot of regulation. There's a lot of boxes to tick and and things that need to be done. So what was it actually like getting a lending business, a specialist lending business off the ground? Yes, well, you know, let's not jump the gun. I mean, we're still working on that to a certain extent, Brandon. But uh, we, you know, we've made some great progress. I mean, for me, it's been it's been such a, a fantastic learning curve and, and an adventure, really, from start to finish. I mean, from the beginnings of going out and sourcing funding, first of all, that was our first step. You know, uh, needed to bring in some investment in order to build the tech platform build the app and and uh, build the proposition, um, also put together all the regulatory and risk frameworks, etc. And despite my 16 years experience and exposure to working in a regulated environment, I never worked in the risk and compliance teams and departments 
So certainly not my uh, strongest skill set. Uh, so obviously had to had to find someone and bring them into into the team. And our our chief risk officer Brett is uh, has been a fantastic um, addition to that. But yes, everything's been a bit of a roller coaster of um, ups and downs. Uh, the fundraise initial fundraise actually went fairly smoothly. And certainly when I speak to people and. Uh, tell them we we kind of wrapped it up in in three months. They they find that quite uh, quite shocking, and um, obviously it was all new to me at the time. And sort of pitching Dragon's Den style to uh, uh, to people was all very new. And then the building of the tech stack itself, uh, we've built the the app, the platform, the booking and servicing system, all from scratch, all proprietary. We looked at various different products on the market, and although there were some fantastic things out there that did a million and one different uh, things, they we didn't really need them to do all of those. We, we just wanted them to do the one, the bespoke thing. And so we built from scratch. And I'm really pleased that we we went down that route in the end. And then the compliance, as you say, is extremely challenging. The FCA have suffered with some staffing issues and delays, and it's taken a lot longer than we'd ever hoped for, for that to, uh, to come to fruition. But I'm pleased to say we're nearing the end of the journey. And we'll very shortly be given the uh, the thumbs up from the FCA, and we can we can then finally start lending money to strangers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah, it's not funding multi-million pound deals. This is something that many consumers could be affording. And I imagine many would like to, but as you said, it's a complicated process. Maybe people don't know how to do it. So Let's talk in practical terms. If I'm wanting to buy this new yacht of mine and I go to Salt Boat Finance Made Simple to look for financing, what's the process? What does that look like to to me as a borrower? Yes, well, well, you're quite right. You've hit the nail on the head there, Brendan, with regards to the uh, the target market and um, customers that we're looking to help. But you know, we aren't looking at your super yachts, multi million pound vessel vessels. We're looking at what I would consider the sort of smaller end of the market. And in fact, in the UK during 2020, these stats were there were around four thousand um, boat purchases tra- transactions. And the average value of those transactions was £75,000. So there are a lot of uh, transactions, customers buying boats that we can help within our remit. And SALT's purpose really is, is to help more people enjoy the oceans and you know enjoy the, the experiences and the, the passion that I have for, uh, for sailing um, by making finance simpler, easier and uh, more accessible. 
Um, so you touched on what the processes are. Well, once you found that the dream boat, or even beforehand, if you're just looking at budgets and you want to understand, you know, how much you might be able to afford, the first thing you'll do is visit the Salt website where you'll be able to get a quotation uh, using the calculator um, on the website. You'll be able to play around with uh, with that and work out exactly what your uh, your your budget is. Um, at the point that you then want to apply, we have decided on an app as the best route for customers to apply because it's not really a one and done sort of process when you're buying a boat um, as it is with maybe taking out an unsecured loan for £20,000 where you complete the application, you wait for a response, you sign the paperwork, you get the money transferred to your account, hopefully. <laughs> boat finance is, you know, it's a, probably a bit more akin to buying a, a house, a property. And in fact, boat loans are often called marine mortgages. Obviously, there's the security aspect with a charge over the vessel rather than a property in the case of buying a house. But there's other other things that are kind of similar as well. For example, if you're buying a used vessel, you will need to have a, a survey or evaluation completed by a competent marine surveyor and provide a copy of that to us as the lender so that we can confirm that we're happy with the vessel and the condition that it's in and the value and the price that you're sort of paying for it. There's also the element of insurance where you need to make sure the vessel's adequately insured, that we as the lender are noted as, a, as an interested party. So there's all these various different steps beyond just actually having the, the credit approved. And the app gives us a great way to kind of uh, connect with our customers and send push notifications, etc. So keeping them informed of the journey from quote through to completion and gives them clear visibility through the, the application tracker that we have in the app. So once you've downloaded the app, you'll then progress through the application process, uh, providing us with your personal information, income, expenditure, declaration, assets and liabilities, as you would for most sort of financial applications. Then we pull in some of the, the technology that's being used uh, fairly widely these days in, in, uh, in lending or in the fintechs, but pulling that into use in the, into the leisure marine space and give the customer the opportunity to connect up their bank account through open banking so that we can verify their income and expenditure without them having to provide additional documentation, thus making it convenient, quick, simple. Further down the line, as we look to automate some of our processes further as well, we can automate the validation of income and expenditure through those. Uh, We're obviously using credit referencing data as well to inform our credit decisions. Um, And again, the customer can just give permission through the app and that data is then provided to us from uh, the various credit referencing bureaus that we uh, that we use. Yeah, so as much as it might be an underlying asset that not many people have funded, the process from a lender's point of view from the back end is very familiar. I guess the tricky part for you is the the asset. I should imagine it's one of those loans where it's secured, but you ideally don't want to go back and take ownership of a boat and uh, you know. Pay, pay the mooring fees and things. Most definitely, yeah. And, and equally, you know, this is consumer finance that we're providing. A, it's heavily regulated, but even without the regulation, you know, we have a moral duty to make sure that we're lending to people that can afford to pay us back unless the, you know, dramatically unforeseen takes place, heaven forbid. Um, but in the vast majority of cases, through some proper due diligence at the beginning, we can ensure that we're lending to customers who can afford it um, and who will repay us. Um, because as you quite rightly say, the last thing that we want to do is have to repossess a vessel. Um, so there's an element of validation of the, the value of the vessel. We touched on a survey and valuation for used vessels, desktop valuations, etc. come into play, of course, and obviously the credit worthiness and affordability status of the uh, the borrower themselves. Yeah, and I think that's also where 
the app approach works really well and having that data at your fingertips while you're starting the journey. You could sort of see yourself maybe at New Year's and make a resolution, you know, be a bit more adventurous and you could start a process you don't understand and find yourself confused, falling behind, trying to work out what's happening, bumping up into these things like, oh, now I need to find a surveyor, now I need to find insurance, now I need to do this. Whereas in an app and having it there while somebody's even in that browsing stage of that checking the affordability stage, I think takes away a lot of that sort of human error risk that comes in these sort of decisions. When we were buying a house here, you know, you've got to set out a certain amount of budget for the home in inspection, well, for several home inspections, because you're probably not going to get the first house. And it helps you set that budget. So when the time comes, you know, okay, I need this money for a solicitor, this money for a thing. Much better than finding out later. There's a lot of things to think about beyond just the finance. I mean, from the outset, you know, what type of boat do you buy? What size of boat do you buy? A motorboat, a sailing boat? Do you buy new? Do you buy used? Who do you trust? Who do you who do you speak to? You know, where do you go then for for that particular boat? Um, other particular dealerships, um, and then you know further down the line, obviously there's how you're going to fund the vessel, how you're going to pay for it, how you're going to make sure it's safe and insure it, and then how do you use the thing? I mean, do you, do you have to have lessons? Do you need a license? Then we move to maintenance, and uh, what's that going to cost? And who do you go to? And where do you keep the vessel? You know, the, the, the list goes on and on and on. And actually buying a boat can be quite complex and daunting and a lot of things to think about. And I guess at Salt, one thing we're striving to do is to try and make buying a boat simpler so that more people can can enjoy being on the oceans or the rivers and, and waterways. <laughs> and at the moment, we're coming in looking at the finance and that's one small area but it's our, our initial kind of product, the area that we can help. We can simplify the funding process for people. But then we have aspirations for SALT to become more than just a, a financing platform. You know, we envisage becoming a bit of a one-stop shop where, you know, you can add insurance into your, your quotation, servicing for the vessel, moorings potentially, et cetera, et cetera and grow the app into this one-stop shop that takes up more of that buying process and simplifies more of that buying process for more people. On talks of ambitions, as you say, you're in the launching process. You're nearing the end of FCA approval. Walk before I start running. I didn't mean to make it sound quite like that. But yes, you're, you're in the early launching stages. You've got a busy year ahead of you. What are your plans for 2023 and the full launch of SALT? Yes, uh, as you quite rightly say, you know, right just at the point where we're expecting to receive the thumbs up from the FCA and very shortly in the coming months. And we are forging ahead with our sponsorship of the Boat Life event. We won't be able to accept applications at the time, but uh, we will be providing customers with the ability to get indicative quotes and join our waiting list so that they can be ready for the spring and the, the, the season ahead. Once we've got the thumbs up from the FCA, we are very much in a position to launch the techs ready to go. Our compliance and processes are in place. We have the capital lined up to lend out to customers. Um, so it should be a short period between the, the thumbs up and, uh, and us actually launching. And then really, we just want to help as, as many people as possible this, this season um, get out onto the water. Um, and as we get towards the end of the year and we, we pass through the, the summer season, we will be very much looking at the further enhancements to our proposition. So first in line is, is very much insurance and consolidating with a, a partner. Um, so we've struck a partnership with Pantaneous, very well-known yacht insurance business that provide a fantastic product. Um, and as we get towards the end of this year, we'll be looking to 
start our technical kind of plans and processes and integrations as to how we can make adding insurance as easy as kind of ticking a, bu- ticking a box uh, through the Salt app. So when you go on holiday or you book a hotel on booking.com or whatever, there's always that, you know, do you want to add insurance for X pounds per month and you just tick a box? And we envisage trying to make it as simple as possible uh, with that ultimate goal in mind. It then helps to remove duplication for customers in having to provide salt with the information and then having to go to an insurance provider and provide the same information and and so on and so forth. Yes, there's nothing worse than that old sort of phone the call center, make you enter your credit card number, and then the first thing they say is, what's your credit card number? You don't want to keep giving (laughs) the same data over and over. Uh, You're on the road at Roadshow in Birmingham. I just uh, quickly looked it up. It's uh, 16 to 19 February, but you also obviously have a presence online as well. So people that are listening, maybe they want to pursue boat ownership themselves, or they just want to sort of track the story and, and learn a bit more. Where can they go to meet you and the team either in person this year or where online can they head to to learn more about the SALT product? Definitely. The first thing I suggest doing is visiting our website, www.salt-finance.com, where you'll be able to join our mailing list. We have a monthly newsletter where we share a progress on Salt Platform, the build and our, our, our journey to launch. And obviously that will continue as we as we do launch. We also share uh, some thought leadership articles and, and top tips. And we have an innovation spotlight section there as well, where we highlight other innovative companies and startups in the leisure marine space. So it's it's well worth signing up for our our newsletter. Uh, we will be attending various boat shows, Boat Life being the first uh, show in the UK calendar. Uh, we then have Palma out in Mallorca, Southampton towards the end of the season as well. So numerous boat shows, which again, you'll hear about our um, activities that we have planned for these through our newsletter or through the socials. We're very active on LinkedIn and uh, Instagram. So you know, please do hit us up on the socials and and follow us um, and like and share what we're doing. Help spread the word about the boat finance revolution. Yeah, and uh, previous guest of mine, Bogdan Plezovescu, is the CEO of Victoria Bank in Moldova. Very competent sailor, I know. So yeah, maybe we can do a, a how to lend money to strangers combo as salt grows around Europe. Sounds fantastic. Yes, I mean, our, you know, our uh, our goal is very much launch here in the UK this year. That's where I've obviously gained all my financial experience. And uh, so I understand the regulation rather well. Again, know a lot of the dealers, manufacturers and the, the network here in the UK. But the goal is to, you know, for Salt to become that international um, boat financing platform or boat buying platform as we begin to add those other services into the uh, proposition. It is a niche industry and it's amazing the uh, the closeness or the smallness of the world ultimately you know i'm constantly uh, chatting to people across europe and across in the states as well you know not just on the financing side of things but the industry is a global industry and and quite a close-knit community so yeah there's definitely the opportunity to to grow beyond these shores yeah well joe thank you again for your time it's been great as i said i'm probably more tempted than i should be to to explore buying a boat but yeah great to hear salt story as well i think it's always fun to hear a story of a a startup going from sort of passion to to reality so i'll be keeping an eye on that i will put the the links to to salt and your appearances on the um, show notes as well 
Well, I, you know, I really appreciate the opportunity. I love talking about the journey and, uh, you know, it's my passion. So happy to speak to uh, to anybody that will listen. Um, but uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you today, Brendan. And, you know, hopefully we'll see you at a boat show at some point during the year to come. Or less excitingly at a, at a fintech, <laughs> fintech event. But yes, best of luck for the launch and for the season. And yeah, I'll speak to you soon. And thank you all for listening. Please do look for and follow the show on your favorite podcast platform and share the updates widely on LinkedIn, where lending nerds are found in our largest concentration. Plus, send me a connection request while you're there. This show is written and recorded by myself, Brendan LaGrange, in Brighton, England, and edited by Fina Charlson of FC Productions. Show music is by I Am Wake, and you can find show notes and written transcripts at www.howtolendmoneytostrangers.show or just www.htlmts.show, and I'll see you again next Thursday. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started <laughs> 